0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit
1: www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey,
2: everybody. It is Wednesday evening. Time for American Winer on podcastdetroit.com. How's everybody doing? Joining me in studio today for the first time since winter of 2018, about a year and a half ago, uh, we talked about our shitty hospice job that we had for a couple years, uh, Mr. Ella Hutchinson and Nate Hopkins. How you guys doing?
3: What up? Awesome.
2: Good. Uh, And joining us for the very first time is a a fellow who is part of this uh, friend group and who who I've been wanting to get in here. Uh, We've talked about this, I mean, probably since the podcast was started. And here you finally are, Mr. Brett Bronner. (laughs) Hey. Hey, good to see you, man. Um so uh we're going to talk about a whole bunch of shit. We already had a very lively conversation uh before the uh podcast even started. Uh Nate and I were, were talking politics. Alex was making a comment about uh what the this uh podcast room would be good for uh in terms of, sexual yeah. <laughs> in terms of uh in terms of its soundproofing. Um but uh I figured
3: Rachel's <laughs> listening tonight.
2: Rachel is Hutch's wife. <laughs> Just so everybody's clear on that. Um, yeah, we've been told that uh, we, you know, we're 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 gonna we're gonna try and keep it uh, relatively civil here. Um, but I also told him this is the internet, so uh, Nate's shaking his head. So that says it all right there. Um, but yeah, I figured the topic, and we don't we can talk about whatever the hell we want. But I figured the the topic that I would start us off with is uh, up north, capital U, capital N. Uh, which is something you guys talk about a lot. I've done it a few, a few times with uh, you.
3: Let's not disguise it with the UN. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did not make that connection. I've always thought of it in my head, though, it's like up north. You it's know what the I mean? exact opposite. It, <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Um, oh, it sounds really bad. Well, we can. Uh, how do we? Well, let's think about that, though, because it's the exact opposite of the UN. So, what is the UN, and then what is up north compared to the UN that makes it the exact opposite? F- fun would be the first thing that I would I would think of. <laughs> yeah, um, good start.
4: Yeah.
3: UN probably is not the fun trip I'd want to make to.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fuck the UN.
2: <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, but yeah, so you guys. Uh, you guys go to a cabin uh, outside of uh, Claire. I'm going to be doing this the whole hour, man. It's going to be I mean, you, there's going to be a comment, and I'm just going to be like, okay, back on topic. Uh, but uh, you guys go up north to this place. Um, uh, I mean, I, it's it's in the middle of the the, the mitten, sort of right. It's it's yep. it's kind of up, up so the weather. It's,
3: it's middle of the state. It's like a two and a half three hour drive from Metro Detroit, and it's um, like a paradise for. Whatever the heck you want, whether it's hunting or just getting away or fishing, getting stuck or... at the
4: approach by the road,
2: yeah, that too. <laughs> getting stuck at the approach by the road, there's like a you get snowed out or something. Is that what that That's is? It's like a
4: two track going in. It's a, yep. yeah, it's a two track. You know they plow six. What is it, sixty one? There, yep. And they just plow that shit right up to the side, and then you try to <laughs> try to drive in th- in there with anything but a pickup truck. Stuck immediately. What What did we have to pull out of the ditch? Uh, that was like a Dodge Caliper or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Somebody tried there to get was. in there. Yeah. yeah. If you have four-wheel drive, just don't even fucking try to get there.
2: What the hell is a Dodge Caliper? I've never even...
4: It doesn't matter.
2: <laughs>
4: I think that's why you,
3: Alex, had the smart idea because I remember one time you went up there and we parked at the sheriff's station.
2: Yeah. For your car. Yeah. And I don't even remember what I was driving. In. Was that when I had the Civic? It must have been. May have been, or even before that. Does yeah. it
4: matter? You've always drove two wheel cars. I have, yeah. <laughs> I have. I've had I've
2: had every kind of sedan there is. I've had a Ford, a Honda, and a Chevy. So. Yeah, you none
3: of them can, you've can you've make it. <laughs> nope, pickup? nope. You have to get a Jeep, Alex. We need you to have a Jeep. <laughs> Elliot has a no, Jeep Cherokee No, we need now. you to have a Jeep Wrangler
2: for the property. <laughs> uh, yeah, my youngest brother has a Jeep Grand Cherokee now, and he loves it. He's added a whole bunch of shit to it. He's, like, learning about how to add shit onto a car. He's already modded, modified it with a bunch of different stuff. Uh, that would be a great conversation for you two to have. I, I didn't even make that connection. I forgot that you, you guys like Jeeps. But um.
4: I don't, but... <laughs> They're good if you like rust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, to continue with, with our last conversation, it's that redneck timeshare, mm-hmm. right? The hunt club that he's got. It's like, what, 200 acres?
2: 400. 400, 400 acres. acres. Damn. And what's the Four story with Roddy. that? How did you guys come by that? So
3: it was um, a family friend of ours that um, they actually had 800 acres before that. They had a square mile the whole way um, – Right up to the side of a, you know, two-lane, fifty-five mile an hour freeway, that, you know, got passed along from like the forties or fifties on down, and guys got together to conserve it and make sure it stayed for hunting purposes and um, getting away from whoever or whatever, and <laughs> just having a retreat, and so that's what it was. There's a cabin that's. Uh, what's the square footage of it? I mean, it's hard to say. Probably about a 1, thousand twelve hundred square foot. There's an outhouse yeah. there, no running water, there's a well there. Cook fire. It's gone through about three different renovations between <clears throat> forest fires and
0: The original place burned down, didn't
3: Yeah. What year was that? Um, the original one would have been built in like the early sixties and there was a shack, like a ten by ten shack that got burnt down in the then like early 70s. I may be wrong on the timeline.
2: So the, the land that you, you your family has owned, you've owned it that long? To- well,
3: it's not my family. I'm part of the hunt club. Mm-hmm. But we're close with the family that does own it.
2: <clears throat> Hutch
3: has
4: to
2: <laughs> hack up a lung there for a sec. Um, and so then... So there's
4: the- Sorry. So there's like a guy that owns the property. And everyone pays their dues, so absolutely. it's not owned by the hunt club.
2: sounds awful lot like this studio kind of it's like you absolutely. you know you come in one one a couple guys own it, and then everybody else pays their share and they get to use it yeah, for absolutely
3: there's one guy that um you know that's where it was their family's property, and they branched out to be able to cover some of the taxes and everything else and be able to enjoy nature and We've been lucky enough to. Enjoy that. So when
2: did your family get into it though? Like Uh, because you were the first one out of the out of the three of you to to
1: do it, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, so my dad, uh, my dad graduated in the, um, I think seventy six, and so that's about how long that he's been a part of it. And then, so your dad got
2: in pretty early though. If it started in the early sixties. Then you know the hunt club. Wait,
4: your dad was friends with the son of correct the original owner of the property. Correct.
3: Yep. Yep. Which. That's where it would be nice if that kind of stuff continued on and, you know, in the future with all property through Michigan. That's my PSA. Yeah. Well,
4: if your dad's <laughs> anything like you, it's probably hard to keep friends,
2: you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't
4: want that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nate, when did Just you kidding. when did you get involved in it then? Uh, well, I'm
4: not actually part of the hunt club.
2: Oh, but but you you still go up there though, like you hang out with, yeah, with with
4: with Alec. And and on the last podcast we actually talked about the first time I went up was with Brett and uh it was when his he had to put his dog down. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It
2: was a fun
4: experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Play around. Yeah. And I remember the first time I was up there. I probably said this back on the first time you guys were on the podcast too. Uh, but that was we went over to where uh, Sable right yeah. is, yep. is buried, yep. And, yep. and we poured one out for her, so.
4: Yeah, and and so the whole tradition yeah, kind of started with that. Drunk now. And it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, they're like, if anyone ever dug her up. In the future, they're like, "Well, this dog died from alcohol, <laughs>
1: <laughs> playing bottle caps, and <laughs> bottles."
4: But uh, you know, we we went up that time in December, like a weekend or two before Christmas, and that kind of started a tradition. You mm-hmm. know, for I don't know five, six, seven years. I don't remember how long we went, but that's what we did. We went up in December, and uh that's kind of what we, you know, we're planning on talking about, but. Uh, That's how that whole tradition started. Is Alex like, "Hey, come up to the cabin," and I don't think Brett or me had been up before that.
3: I didn't even know Nate hardly. I thought he was an asshole, (laughs) right?
4: No, and I am, you know. So it works, but.
3: Well, so, so Brett was lucky enough to bridge us together. <laughs> right. Yeah, we would never been
4: friends without Brett. Brett's kind of the glue that holds the whole group <laughs> together, really. I gotta
2: say, and I, I I know I've told you guys this before, and I may have mentioned it to you. Maybe it was the first time I went up with it because the first time I went up was in 2011. That was the very first time you guys. Uh, no, actually, I went up when I was younger too, but it was in March. It was that was yeah. a, I don't even remember when that was. That was. Before we went, it yeah, was yeah yeah. yeah yeah. Um, but Brett. There's a character if I'm going to just stay with me here. Does everybody remember the old Nicktoon Doug?
4: Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do,
2: do, 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 do. Got it. So, there is a character on on Doug named Skunky Beaumont. Everybody knew him. Everybody knew this kid. They'd say, "Oh, Skunky Beaumont did this outrageous thing. Did you hear?" So whatever the plot of the episode was, say they find this monster in the swamp. They're like, "I heard Skunky Beaumont, you know, caught this giant frog once, you know." But you never see Skunky Beaumont the entire fucking series. I think he got introduced once it moved over to Disney, but but on Nickelodeon, you did not see Skunky. Brett was Skunky Beaumont for me throughout high school. Because I'd always hear this Brett Bronner kid from all sorts of different friend groups. And I was like, Does this guy exist? I don't and I didn't meet you until that twenty eleven, which was what was it, six years, seven years after I graduated Man. high school. And what was hilarious is you live next door. To the guy that I hung out with in high school too, and I still never knew who you Clark. were. Yeah, the Clarks. Yeah, um, so uh, so that was very interesting to because you looked nothing like what I was picturing. I was, but it was it was like oh yeah, Brett Brown or this, Brett Brown or that, and it, and it was it wasn't even like you know only one particular group of friends. It was like you know. I'd hear this popular kid say something, and then I'd hear another kid who's, you know, into hunting say something. I'd, I'd hear this nerd. I it
3: was about the pant size. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. It, it, when, so, I, for, when I first started hanging out with Brad, I, I, I like knew him through a mutual friend. We met in band.
2: It, All of us were in band.
4: Yeah. Except Alex. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, I was two years older than you guys. So yeah. I'd...
4: Right. And, uh, I still am, but. <laughs> and uh, he uh, just kept coming around, you know? And he was just like, real friendly, friendly Friend- off the get, but he was. <laughs> I was
3: like, I know, friendly friends. Yeah. Friendly friends are always friendly. Funny. Friends are just
4: friendly. <laughs>
2: But man, like, but, tell tell us about like, cause you, uh, sorry, you, you keep...
4: no, no, go ahead. Uh, tell us about with that. So, <laughs> tell us about that first time that you went up
2: too, cause you guys, you that was the one where you, uh, you, uh, you buried Sable. Sorry to keep bringing it up. The, the... <laughs> well, so the <done>.
3: yeah. <laughs> go go.
0: Oh uh, yeah. How we did you? We didn't know we were burying the dog till we showed up. <laughs> dog, put it in the bed of the truck, and it was full rigor mortis. <laughs> But it was a sweet
3: dog. Yeah, (laughs) it was was a good dog when
4: she was dead.
2: After the dog was buried,
3: it was great. The dog let all her insides out on the inside of the truck, (laughs) and then all of us buried the dog.
2: (laughs) And then what? A
3: shot, and continued to do shots for the rest of the evening. But also dug through the. Ground <laughs> in the middle of winter, <laughs> but so yeah. did
2: you guys hunt that weekend? Or I mean, what that was did actually you do? When to, like
0: I started getting in, into hunting. Yep, Alec inter- introduced us. And what the, I think the only thing what, we saw was porcupines all weekend.
4: Yeah, porcupines, maybe a woodpecker. Yeah, no, uh, that was a uh, there was <laughs> yeah, Go up there, we would a uh, small game hunt, and uh, me and Brett were just kind of getting into it, and Alec. You know, attempt. He, to do yeah, it. he pretended like he was a seasoned vet. <laughs> I just
3: knew the rule book and how to break it.
2: <laughs> yeah. But so, had you You guys had no experience, you, Brett and Nate had no experience hunting before that then?
0: Not really. Yeah, you, know, you guys grew I, up in that.
4: I, yeah. I had a little bit from, you know, like middle school age. Um, my mom's ex was a big hunter, so he kind of got me into it. And, uh, We did some pheasant hunts, a little bit of deer hunting. Uh, Nothing too successful on my part, but uh, I kind of fell out of it throughout high school and everything. And uh, basically, and I think for me and Brett meeting Alec kind of got us back into the whole,
2: the whole swing of it. The whole
4: swing of it, because I I believe Brett, you know, was was familiar with hunting and all that stuff from his father. Because your dad, my dad, hunted a
0: lot. I just never. We had a lot of stuff going on with band all through high school, so we didn't... Right, right. Yeah, so... It was hard for any of us to get up until mm-hmm. we were out of high
3: school. Yeah.
0: But after yeah. that, it really kicked off. We started hunting back home now, then.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a and Alec was always tied up with uh, his uh, glorious theater degree out at... Northern Illinois that, I
2: completely forget that you you even did that man. I went out and saw you in a play with v- you were in Vietnam. It took place in Vietnam. It was very intense.
3: Well, there was some good squirrel hunting along like the um out there too in the cornfield.
2: In North at Northern Illinois,
3: <laughs> a lot of good squirrel hunting outside of the theater degree. <laughs> Squirrel hunting was a passion. <laughs>
2: I, mine. I will say, I remember, it I think it, it might have up. been the first time I was up there. I, I went to get something out of the cooler and I opened up the cooler, and at the bottom of the cooler is this big Ziploc bag. With <laughs> It took me, I'm like, what the hell are these? And it was skinned squirrels sitting <laughs> All in the there. Hair on there. Yeah. <laughs>
4: well, sometimes you got a floss. <laughs> Speaking of up north, uh, I think maybe it was the last time we went up there. Maybe it was was a couple times before. As a group in. Alec made some uh, squirrel shepherd's pie. It was delicious.
0: <laughs> oh, I had a squirrel. Me and him went a couple of years ago.
4: It was delicious. Had buffalo but you, squirrel. You had a couple of hairs we in eat there. It. A couple you hairs mean- in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> but we smoked a couple of them up there. I remember that. And that, that was really good. And turned out fantastic. It
3: tasted like pork. Really, it did. <laughs> What's better is when you get grouse, especially when you shoot them on the ground. When you shoot them on the ground, then it takes all the taste. It comes right down to the feet of the grouse. I
2: shot mine in the air. All mine.
3: Well, so that's why yours tasted worse.
2: <laughs> how many of how many animals have you guys gotten? Because I've, I'll say I've About I've three total in my life. Well, well you guys, you guys go Two up there cats. and hunt. I just. <laughs> I just don't would follow you around you. with a gun. I would never actually. I don't we're the think.
3: Same way. You're lucky we haven't shot you yet. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I have a picture, actually. Of you being uh- shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were bleeding out. You don't remember. Uh,. Didn't you carry a gun when we went I out? I did,
2: yeah. I had a 20-gauge that I would carry, yeah.
4: yeah. You had no intention of shooting that, nope, did you? Nope, no, I don't even think <laughs> it was loaded. No,
2: <laughs> No. and I wore – you guys were, like, all in, decked out in gear, and I had one orange cap. I know the picture you're talking about. We're like – I don't know what we're looking at, but oh, I have a beer river. in my hand. I'm totally in the gun, <laughs> and I'm just standing there. Like... We're, we're good hunters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we drink more beer than anything else. But that – it was funny because that – what was it, 2011? Yeah, that would have been. You, you had this theme that hovered over to you where you're like, this is the weekend where uh, I'm going to learn how to be a real man. <laughs> I,
2: I said that? Yeah. Oh, my god. I could tell – I probably did. I, I believe you. Um, yeah, and and, I, and you know what? I we did. should clarify <laughs> this further
3: right now before this goes further. The weekend he became a real man.
2: <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs>
3: What's that? Well, I, I don't know anymore. I was just.
2: <laughs> no, I thought. Did you, say, did you say? I didn't catch. You said let's clarify. Make sure that this is this this was the weekend that I became a real man. <laughs> no, we're on to this now, man. This is the topic. I'm going.
3: <laughs> I'm out of it. <laughs>
2: I am declaring it it was it was my it was my theme right so yeah I did feel cuz and I I don't remember saying that but there's a lot <laughs> I don't remember about that weekend so uh <laughs> so um so yeah but uh I do know why I would have said that cuz it was hanging out with you know a couple of friends of mine uh and uh, no electricity. No, no electricity. Water. No water. Middle of the fucking oh. woods.
3: And you're talking about splitting wood too. Yeah, you know, and split wood. Was, yeah, and I split some wood.
2: I was and I was. I I mean, it's legal now, so I can say I was high the whole time. It was <laughs> it was amazing. Um, with the gun. With, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, well, <laughs>
4: just carrying a gun will make you feel pretty good about yourself. I
2: don't think I loaded that thing once. <laughs> I think I was just like carrying it around. Depends like on this. who you ask. <laughs> but. Um. Yeah. No. That was. I remember being. Cause that was. 2011 was for some reason not a good year for me. And that was like a really good way to just put it behind me. That weekend, I, I went up north and actually, Hutch. I just realized that weekend, that first weekend that I went up with you guys, I came back and my cat had died, for real. So I, we should have buried if it up had. There too. Yeah, if it had <laughs> waited, I could have brought it up and we could have gotten it drunk too.
1: Well, <laughs> let's dig her back up. <laughs> <laughs> 2020. <laughs>
2: But you guys What's haven't been up there line? in in, uh, in a while, then, huh? As a group, when was the Me last and time went <clears throat> two
0: two years ago? Two years ago, three as years ago. As a group, ago? it's been five.
3: Oh, the problem is, then you start having kids, and that's the problem. And then, <laughs> and then but then it it recycles though that. too, because <laughs> it's you know all that then starts yeah. over again, and you know five years from that process, which I think we're, we're trying all to get it going again, to. though. Yes. Just people gotta stop having kids. (laughs) Just kids, kids.
4: yeah. Life decisions tend to put a damper on things, but uh...
3: especially your hunting career, yeah. (laughs) Or at least I'll keep on using that as an excuse. (laughs) Sure. Not. (laughs) I love my kids.
0: Alex's kids are actually named after the towns where we go.
3: (laughs) They
1: are. Yeah. 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 My boy's name is
2: Harrison. Is Claire spelled like it, like the town? Oh, that's the only way I couldn't
3: I couldn't get away with it that far. We had to throw an eye in it.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, my cousin's name is Claire. That has absolutely nothing to do with uh, anything that we're talking about, but just thought <laughs> so, I'd throw it out there. It's a good name. It <laughs> is, yeah. Claire L- Elizabeth, right? Claire Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, you, got yeah nice. yep, yep. Um, you got it. Nice. Yep. Um got it. So uh, one thing that you guys, and you mentioned the squirrel shepherd's pie earlier, which I wish, it, despite the hairs and the mashed potato, I wish I would have tried because you guys are – out of all my friend groups, you guys eat the best. Every time I hang out with you, <laughs> Brett, like you're a fucking amazing chef. The, the That first weekend, again, becoming a real man, there was the – I remember getting that – there's a huge uh, furnace or uh, like stove in the middle of the, the cabin and it, it heats both levels. Um, and uh, getting that fire going and um, you guys left me in charge of a pot of chili because I wanted to just stay and chill and uh and i remember you guys came back and i had left it on the stove thinking because it's like it's just a fire it's not gonna get how bad can it get and that shit was done but but the rest of it the rest we of it replace the pot
3: <laughs> yeah it was bad um
2: so my apologies. You know, I don't know if I ever said that. But eight years we later, left
3: something for our ancestors.
2: <laughs> but uh, Brett, like you, you and Nate too. You guys made this like breakfast concoction. It was eggs and sausage and all this different stuff mixed together. It was fucking delicious. Brett, you made some venison sausage. I hadn't seen you guys in a couple of years, and then I, the first time I'd seen you was New Year's uh, twenty seventeen. I went over to Hutch's house in Redford, and you were there, and you had some venison sausage. That's when I met uh, your wife-to-be at the time, Rachel. She had these pickles that were sliced up and soaked in some stuff, and I was like, every fucking time I hang out with you, there's some sort of delicious new concoction that that happens. So, I mean, what do you guys like? What's the thing that sticks out besides the squirrel shepherd's pie?
4: Well, uh, for the record, I I didn't enjoy the squirrel shepherd's pie. (laughs) It's just because you don't have a good taste in your mouth, <laughs> and you know there's a lot of trial and error in that. Like, uh, uh, there's a lot of. Trial I don't think and you were there, but spots. we we went up and and uh, Brett decided he was going to make some venison ribs. <laughs> ribs are ribs are tough. <laughs> ribs venison are, ribs. Ribs are tough. Literally, <laughs> it was like if I took my leather belt off right now and we tried to eat it sitting around the table. That's I'm at, I was supposed to boil them first. <laughs> that
0: was the issue. It yeah. was yeah. a worthy no. attempt. Then yeah, I, no, it was. A then I pulled out the fillets though, so that made up for it. But him.
4: yeah, he had some lamb, so, some uh, deer, <laughs> some <laughs> lamb deer chops that we grew up. And they were fantastic. So there's definitely some trial and error. But Brett's probably on the forefront. Well, I don't know. I look make some good recipes too. I'm not as much I'll of a cook as either of these guys, <laughs> but. Uh,
0: you, Actually, definitely I just some good made stuff, some hot comes sauce. Out. I meant to bring some for you guys. Yeah. next time. You, you made know, some hot sauce from the garden. I from the garden. yeah, see what I
2: mean? Dogs. like what what's in it? Like tell us about the hot sauce you made.: It's
0: called uh Brett's back- backyard banger. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, uh, cayenne uh yeah, cayenne peppers, jalapeno, and then uh a mild pepper.
1: <laughs> I
2: Like that <laughs> smile, he finished the description. That there's this little quick smile of like, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> <It> <laughs> sounds good it on paper. For, uh, Have you
4: tried it yet? Oh, it's
2: it's bomb.
0: Yeah, fermented it for two weeks leading up.
3: How does it taste on Bloody Mary?
2: I haven't, I just bottled them yesterday, so mm. only did a taste test. What What else do you make, man? Because you're like fucking wizard, <laughs> even when you, even <laughs> when like you, 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 you know. The ribs don't go well. You Those still
3: spicy hot pickles. I love pickles. can and stuff. You made yeah. some like really good spicy hot pickles. Pickle. I still have from
2: two me years and uh, ago. Alec lived together for a while
0: and had an awesome garden. Pickled yep. green beans, tomatoes,
2: all sorts of stuff. How'd you get into that yeah, kind of spicy stuff? Spicy hot stuff was good though.
4: Well, his parents always and my mom can and, and, yeah. had all the stuff. So and Alec's parents did as yeah, well,
2: same way. Yeah, El- Alec, you got a huge freaking garden now.
4: Well. No, it's
0: not doing good. I, this. Yeah. <laughs> now I yeah, planted I've moved. it in a pond.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mine's been so wet it's been terrible. It's finally starting to take off now, but I'll have tomatoes. <clears throat> and if I get Next luck, year, get you got the peppers. property for it. Yep. We want to do next year some corn, asparagus, apple trees. Planted about like four or five apple trees already, and but those will take like four or five years. The good thing about our property is that. My neighbor thinks that there's tons of deer on there, but for my apple tree population, there's nothing on there. So <laughs> I'm good with planting an orchard for at least the next three, four years, and hopefully it continues being a terrible shot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a cool thing at the hunt club, too. They
3: plant all trees and do, they keep up yeah, the property really good. Up north, man. I mean, you go from, so I have six acres out in Howell, and I mean, I have a little spot that I, I have five dinky apple trees, nothing, right? But, you know, what they've done over time in this hunt property is, you know, the owner of it essentially or the CEO, whatever you want to call him, has planted over probably a 100 fruit trees, whether it's fruit, nuts, um, different hybrids, heirlooms, all that. I mean – it's a good thing for the environment, and I wish that more people would do it.
2: Yeah, my parents have two apple trees in, in their backyard. Um, I, they're they're taking their time, man. They they've been in there for several years now, and they're still they pretty take time. Yeah, yep. but they've gotten the apples that they get out of them. They use for bacon, and they're. I mean, it's yeah, pretty cool, absolutely. you know. You, you the stuff that you grow. They get they got a nice garden going. They gave me a bunch of lettuce. Um, and there is something gratifying about chopping it right off of the – chopping yep. the, the, the vegetable right off of the garden or pulling you feel it. feel
3: like a conservative and a Democrat at the same
2: time. Yeah. yeah it's a good bipartisan. <laughs> oh,
4: oh, oh. <laughs> so, I, so speaking of uh, like our parents being gardeners, I, I got a funny story that I just found out last weekend was uh, I remember being young and – me and my brother and my mom went out of town for, I don't know, maybe a week. We came home, and in the flower bed in the front, everything was just kind of small and dead, and there's this giant weed that's grown up, and it's like almost as tall as the house. And I remember being young, me and my brother were like, oh, my God, this one weed just <laughs> shot up. And uh, But I remember my mom didn't cut it down. You know, she'd go out and pull weeds and stuff in the garden and never pulled it down. Well, I found out this past weekend, that was a marijuana plant.
2: No shit. Really?
4: My mom was growing marijuana in the
2: flower bed in front of the house. Just right out front. Right Just, out front. Oh, no, that's a, it's right, a weed. Right, right. It looks like a weed. Oh, my god! Is her address? It was as
4: the house. And... uh she told a story about when we were younger, she woke up one night and there was some headlights in the driveway and uh, some people came up and chopped down one of her weed.
2: Oh, <laughs> my God. That's crazy <laughs> though. It wasn't like she hit put. – they're right out front and they're as tall as the house. Yeah. So how did she – how did nobody notice that for however oh, long she did Oh, I mean we
4: lived probably a mile – back off of a dirt
2: road. Oh, so it was okay. I was picturing like 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 the sub that Bretton Hutch used to yeah, live in in
4: Redford. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> we were I mean, we were hillbilly is going to be mm-hmm. back then. I mean, way back. It was two tracks off still of a are. dirt road. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much.
2: Well, you got a nice place now uh, cuz all you guys have have your own places now like houses. Like you actually have houses. Um, I'm the only one who's still in an apartment and no wife and no kids. So,
4: <laughs> yeah, and all you talk about is you just if you could just buy the apartment and keep it forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I I, that, I
2: I do like that apartment. Yeah, that's a good apartment. Um, I like the view I have. You know, uh, but yeah, it is just a one bedroom. So if I'm gonna, <laughs> if I'm ever gonna, I think that take the next step of becoming spot a real man for
3: you in Harrison, Michigan. There's a one apartment. The rent is only like 2500 a month, but it covers <laughs> us coming up there to visit.
2: <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you
3: what. And that's beer included in that, if, that if, you <laughs> pay for it. <laughs> and you know what else? I think by that point, if you get a year out, there might even be running water. <laughs> but maybe not, only just for us.
2: <laughs> uh. I was actually just up north. No uh, subdivide? In, uh, well, <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, because I was just up north this, this weekend, this past weekend. Unlimited suntan lotion. Yeah, and I uh, and I sunburnt the shit out of my legs. Um, I just today was the first time I was able to walk without, in, without pain, like where I was, it, it was bad. Um, but I was thinking to myself, and this would go for that too if I could figure out a way to make a living up there, I would fucking do it. Like that would be, that would be great to, to have some, some, a place up there. Um, if I, not if, if when, when I sell a novel, whenever that is, uh, if it takes 20 years, I'm going to do it. Uh, then I'm going to, cause there's actually, it was funny. The book that I was reading, it's a, uh, a, a, a young adult book called crisscross. And I found out, uh, the author lived in Sutton's Bay and I was right, ac- literally right across the, uh, the Grand Traverse Bay from Suttons Bay, um, so that was kind of funny. But so yeah, there's a lot. You know, that's what you need to do if you move up there, or you need to, like there's another person who's like a realtor that sells property up there, working a, a lot winery of jobs up. Are <clears throat> there. there? You just it doesn't make a. Lot,
0: they don't make a lot of money, but the cost of living up north is
2: compared a to lot down here. Yeah, yeah. Well,
3: look at the locks. Like the Sioux Locks has been. They're going through a big upgrade now too, where Sue Saint Marie's supposed to get a big influx of money from the feds. Huh.
1: Hmm.
2: hmm. Well, you know, hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. i Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'll, I'll I'll start another uh, another topic here. Those um, Indians are doing
4: good. Well, wait wait a minute. So you were talking about up north, and are you you're talking hard now? Huh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> So you went up to was a mission point?
2: Mission Old Mission, yeah. Old yep. Mission. Uh
4: what were you doing up there and why do you look like a ripe tomato right now?
2: <laughs> I uh I was hanging out with some uh so another friend group of mine. Um do do you either do any of you remember Jim Croll? He was on the podcast. He was on last of course November. Oh, yeah, I remember we Jim Croll. his or younger it. brother. <laughs> He was, uh, oh yeah, that's right. I fucking ran him a
3: couple times too in my Jeep.
2: Yeah. Oh, he was you sure him at a Jeep. Rob you Dodson's wedding,
4: who's his cousin.
2: Right. Me and right. Brett
4: were both in that wedding. That's how I know
2: him. That's right. And I always fucking forget that. But I remember I met Rob at your, at Hutch's wedding. Um, okay. I remember yeah. him now. And, yeah. and, uh, God bless you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Yeah, so I was up there with him and his wife and a couple other people. Do you remember Miss Barry? I don't know if you guys ever had Miss Barry. She's married. She's got a kid now. The kid wasn't there, but it was her and her husband. And then this other woman, um, Abby Stevenson, her mom uh, was up there. She was in your grade,
3: Abby Stevenson too. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, And uh, yeah, and I was. It was a good time, but I I was only supposed to be up there for two days, and I was. But um, I, uh,
3: you got burned for five.
2: Yeah, I got burned. I've been out of work for all week because uh, uh, I couldn't put, I can't walk into my job with flip flops on. And I couldn't even get out. Like, I mean, the first night we went to this, because what happened was I went out to the beach on the first day and I put on sunscreen everywhere except for my lower legs because I'm like, eh, I'm going to be swimming, you know, it'll be fine. But then I ended up sw- just floating for not that long, maybe about half an hour. And uh, and then that ni- and then that night I'm like I'm looking at my legs and I'm like, boy, I got pretty sunburned, but it wasn't really hurting. We went to the shrimp boil and throughout the dinner I'm just getting more and more <laughs> uncomfortable. And by the time like we were home, like I was like, I have to fucking put something I, like I this fucking hurts. Like I couldn't even sleep that night. I didn't sleep the first two nights. Like it, it was bad. Um, and they gave me this essential oils, Abby Stevenson's mom. Gave me this essential oils <laughs> concoction, uh, which was nice at first. Um, I did read that you're not supposed to put oil-based stuff on Sunburn <laughs> the next morning. You need an aloe plant. Yeah.
3: I'll tell you what else you need on it. What? <laughs> it has nothing to do with Abby Stevenson's
2: mom. <laughs> anyway, uh, we went and got some aloe vera <laughs> and, and – uh, and, uh, some well, other stuff. I can stuff. tell
3: you a place in Flint that may have it.
2: <laughs> um, so, no more, yeah, so no and then that, that was Alec. the beginning of the recovery. But I just went – I finally, after two days off work I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys just – I don't even know what you're saying anymore. Just, I just. said <laughs> no more beers for Alec. <laughs> um, uh, so I went to Urgent Care today, and they fucking gave me. because the Motrin and the Aloe Vera wasn't doing it, so they gave me better ibuprofen and this uh, burn lotion, and that's actually now I can walk around without grimacing because I was like, you forget, you know, I'm like you take you take uh, for granted the ability to walk properly. And uh, like I I have three flights of stairs to climb at my apartment. So like going down the stairs, like I would get out of bed and my, my, my ankles are fricking swollen. They're still kind of swollen now, but they're, they already look better. And um, yeah, I'll never do that again. I'll never forget the sunscreen (laughs) again, ever. So
4: let me get this straight. This all spurred from a half hour.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That, you know, when Jim (laughs) Kroll tells you you're pasty and those were his exact words. You're oh, fucking he, pasty, like,
4: Jim Crow?
2: Yeah, wow. You're in
4: trouble. At Rob's writing, that guy looked like powder in a tuxedo, <laughs> <laughs> and he told you you're pasty.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and he was right, because uh, and he even said like after that night when it was it was clear that I had injured myself pretty bad. He's like, you know what this means? What? It means you need to spend more time in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then i posted a picture on facebook today and he commented he said sorry you still have this, you know, this week. <laughs> That's he, but anyway i'm gonna have his wife on while we're on the topic his wife is a dentist uh she didn't go to south lion but um she's uh 30 she's a year younger than me she's 32 and um she's a dentist and she's gonna be on the podcast in two weeks i'm off next week i'll be a uh, uh I'll be camping. I'll be up north again, which is why I have you to fix this. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but uh, after when I'm back, uh, she'll be the first guest it's on the 21st. And we'll talk about dentistry, which be an interesting thing. Where are you going next week? Uh, Northern Wisconsin. That's that's my other. Uh, north
3: Wisconsin. Where in North Wisconsin?
2: Uh, it's called. Uh, I, my grandfather will, would not be happy if I gave you the exact location, but it's it's outside of Goodman, Wisconsin, which is a is very. Near day. the UP? Yes, it is. It's a couple like I mean, not very far from the UP. I don't know the exact. Well,
3: that's as close distance. as you can get to perfect.
2: Yeah, it's it, that's where my Goodman is. Where both my dad's parents are from, um, they grew up there. Was my, all of my dad's ancestors were lumberjacks. That's what they did. They worked at the lumberyard up there. And yet, you were born in Columbus,
3: Ohio. And I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. you're the you're the outlier for sure. Yep. And then, thank and then, God, we're all friends with you. <laughs> oh my God. Are we really going to talk about Columbus, Ohio, right now? Oh fuck
2: no, no. I spent. I don't even remember Thank Columbus. God.
3: Probably shouldn't. My asshole was just burning thinking about it. <laughs> um, uh. you
1: but anyway, bring this
3: up, Nate. Oh, go on, go on with Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> please. Go on. I should about my time spent in Columbus, Ohio, with a hospice truck for about five. God. Oh damn yeah.
2: Fuck. That's why days yeah. or you, weeks. Yeah.
3: It felt like months. Columbus, Ohio.
2: <laughs> and you hated Ohio before. Oh then. just those. Oh
3: it's full of morphine and hemorrhoids. <laughs> cow bestiality yes. shit. You think you got problems in Wisconsin or Indiana? Go see Ohio.
4: Oh. Definitely turns it up a notch.
3: Oh, it turns it down about five. <laughs> My dick's inserted. Ugh,
2: <laughs> uh, fucking a. Um. So yeah, Northern Wisconsin. I'll be up there camping. Uh, it's it's we have a spot that it's way we go better to in Ohio. It is. I agree. Private? I, uh, no. I mean, it's it's. Well, uh, thank
3: God they're not in Ohio, so they haven't got to expose their privates. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <What> the fuck? <laughs> uh. Ohio, it's all just <laughs> whip it out, see what cow's gonna take it in. <laughs> um, Goat, if you're lucky. So <laughs> then you can get some fur. <laughs> Jesus What's Christ, so funny? <laughs> this, is, this is truth. I'm speaking, I <laughs> feel like Jesse Jackson. I have fucking <laughs> PP. The greens coming in on. That. I don't even know, Hutch. Hutch.
2: I don't know where to go from here now. I've completely. Well, get off of Ohio. I, I've been trying to. You've been, you've been talking it about. up. Now we're not even on Ohio. We're just on fucking cows and goats and and, the, and Jesse Jackson. This uh, pretty
4: much wraps up. Pretty much a regular conversation at the cabin that we typically go to. I wish we could have brought in the uh, the story that we all wrote, but I'll tell you one of the greatest uh, traditions we started, other than the actual tradition of going up there, was um keeping
3: Ohio fucks
4: out. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, basically, for you take Alice. a pickup truck, which at least one of us drives. And you throw a love seat in the bed. (laughs) I remember that. About as many beers as you can carry in the other, you know, (laughs) four foot of the bed. (laughs) And you decide to head out late at night and hit the two tracks. And that has been a staple of our time up at the cabin. That's like one of the things you must do. And so we broke in my new truck there. Yeah, exactly. Which d- Brett drove like a complete asshole. <laughs> it's it's fun to drive, you know, forty mile an hour down a two track when you're the one in the driver's seat, and you got two people in the in the love seat in the back. Yeah, I got lots to say about that one. <laughs> lots. But Loads the first year we up there, the first year we up there from the pickup truck we were the in, The person
3: to my right.
4: The uh, actual owner of that pickup was still Alex's father. And I remember, it, uh, we broke a mirror off.
2: <laughs> oh Jesus! One of uh,
0: well, Alex seven mirrors he broke. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they
3: are more gas conscious after that.
0: One time he came home. They're more No mirrors when I lived with them in Redford. <laughs> no mirrors. He broke both mirrors off. So that's a tradition. He said pretty someone much too, else broke it? one of them, but
2: uh, he it didn't no happen that
3: way. I got bigger mirrors in the
2: end. <laughs> <laughs> but so, how did the. Who was the first person to, like, say, hey, let's put this. This love seat looks like it would fit in the truck. I think our first year was with you there. Was it? I no, think you said it, was... actually. Did I? Yeah, 100%. I, rem- I remember doing that. I remember it being really yeah. dark. and – So, where are you I have like back on? <laughs> I have, like, little <laughs> flashes of memory. Me and you, think think you were going to
0: trap and,
4: someone you know, here. Couch, I think. <laughs> What's that it could it could be because I remember maybe you two were in the cab and me and Alec were on the, no, seat in the it was back. opposite
0: <laughs> me me and Alex were on the
2: I was def I was never in the cab I remember that I think you I, were driving it just all matters how it ended up
4: yeah I don't know maybe we're getting all the things mixed up I remember one time we went out and for, for some whatever fucking reason Alec brought a bottle of mustard and I don't know why.
1: All I remember is we get back yeah. to the
4: cabin, and I had mustard all over the front of my fucking jacket. <laughs> and you know how, like, you're just driving along on a normal day, and you're just kind of speculating about your past, and still to this day, I'll be, like, stuck in traffic, and I'll be like, why the fuck did you have that bottle of mustard? Hutch. <laughs> like, we weren't eating I think hot we
3: were dog. trying to make sandwiches. <laughs> Breakfast sandwiches. No, I don't think we were. Ah. Uh. You might not remember, but I do. Yeah,
4: maybe <laughs> I didn't. I still have mustard stains in my car art. Maybe
3: it's not mustard. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mustard mayo eggs on a toast sandwich, Brett makes the hell of of yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was yeah, Brett that like, brought uh, the mustard. You he don't like <laughs> breakfast sandwich. You don't like mustard on your breakfast sandwich? I love mustard on my breakfast sandwich.
4: <laughs> First of all, Alec doesn't eat fucking breakfast. We'll <laughs> <laughs> fucking go to the Coney Island to eat in the morning. He'll <laughs> order a fucking gyro sandwich and a chocolate malt <coughs> and French fries. Oh man! At nine in the morning. That's,
2: that does sound pretty good, though. I mean, shut the fuck up. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Uh, where are we here? We're at intermission. <laughs> baby. Yeah, we're approaching. Well, actually, because we started at seven ten, so we got uh, we got about fifteen more minutes oh. before. We're, we're, but we're burning through it, man. man we're at intermission. Maybe, uh, um, Nate, you mentioned uh, the story that uh, that uh, we wrote up there. Was that a tradition? This writing of the yes. stories.
4: Yes, it was. Uh, basically,
2: the way it works.
4: Yeah. I don't know if this was a thing before, or did we come up with it? Did we invent it? started it, it up. It all you yeah. <clears throat> and uh, pretty much, you write, a, basically, we're drunk and stoned about as any person could be. And uh, you write a sentence down. You pass it on to your left, probably with a joint. And uh, <clears throat>
3: um, the next person writes the next sentence. mind to who's listening here. <laughs> who
4: <laughs> anybody and uh after a while, basically, when everyone's tired of writing stuff, you figure you read out the story out loud. oh my leg oh.
2: you're right down there, man yeah. yes,
3: we're good <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i've i've I'd heard of that before but but you. I, you said we did it. In, uh, that 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 time that I was up there, and somebody still has it. Yes. There's...
4: Uh, well, um, I was going through some old papers of mine in an old backpack a couple weeks ago, and I, fi- I ended up finding a story that we
2: wrote. There's been some debate as to whether we should read that on the air. <laughs> what just just so. We we don't have it with us, so we can't at the moment, but it
0: should not be right on air. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I don't know, man. We've already gotten we've already gone. It's does it go where Alec it, read it, yeah. Yeah, does it go farther than cow fucking in Ohio and
3: no. oh, it goes it, much, it much, goes way, <laughs> further. It's way deeper into the psyche <laughs> of Demented Minds. And
4: what's crazy about that kind of thing is it's basically a recorded uh segment. Of what a typical conversation is around the card table, <laughs> up at the cabin, and uh, it makes no sense. It's completely illiterate, uh, mostly writing You can't read, and uh,
3: so here's your teaser for the next segment.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible, and I, I'm not even sure if you were a part of the one that we had. That's the
2: thing, because I don't, I don't. You said that I, I initially that I was uh, part of it, but I don't remember writing it but then you've brought up a couple other things from that weekend that you said i i was part of oh no we I, knew
3: you were a part of it because we can't read your the part that you were old
2: yeah no my handwriting is 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 terrible i apologize for it when i when i write a card like a thank you card or something i always put ps sorry for my handwriting in capitals so it's like more likely that they'll which because then that begs the question why don't you just write the rest of it in capitals? well because it was it would take too long that's why <laughs>
4: It's like chicken scratch, but if that chicken was drunk. Yeah, well, it
2: was.
4: (laughs) Uh, um,
3: I think that one of the coolest times when we went down towards the river and all of us walked that whole crest back, that was sweet.
4: What were we doing? Drinking. (laughs) Drinking and hunting. Is that when that picture was taken?
3: Yeah, on someone else's property.
4: Wow. Well, there's no signs posted, it all kind of melts together. <laughs> you say you got four hundred acres, we figure there's no boundaries, you know, we're not walking that far. Yeah four hundred
2: acres. Only have two. <laughs>
1: that's
2: a that's a good chunk of uh, chunk of land there. Uh I got a couple of favorite questions. Um uh, and I'll just I'll just rifle through them and I'll go around the table and you guys can, can answer them one by one. Uh, what's your favorite gun that you like to hunt with? And we'll go with Nate first.
4: What kind of hunting are we talking about? Uh,
2: small game, the kind you would do up at the hunt club.
4: Small game? You know, it used to be a uh, I have a 12-gauge a all loader It holds uh, five rounds, semi-automatic. But that's more for, I found... That that's more for waterfowl and gets heavy as shit when you're climbing through cedar swamp and all that bullshit cranberry bogs. So now I have a uh, 20 gauge single shot, which is much lighter, and I definitely prefer that for carrying around, taking the uh, one off chance shot at a grouse or a squirrel or whatever you might come across. So that that would be mine for all right. for the typical hunting up there that we do. Hutch.
3: I love my, it's my grandpa's 16-gauge pump action that half the time doesn't pump right. (laughs) So at least I can use that as an excuse when I can only hit grouse on the ground. But they taste better that way, at least. (laughs) But honestly, my my most favorite gun is um, a single-action 20-gauge short barrel that can hit more than a lot of people can. (laughs) That'll tie into my next Enough question. <laughs> gauge, 870, <laughs> uh, borrowed gun. They would have loved to won some money off of. <laughs> Brett?
0: Uh, probably my over under 22, 20 gauge. I actually I haven't taken a grouse of that. I took my deer with it, though. It's a cool old gun I got from my uncle.
4: What, uh, what I love most about Brett's over under. 22 and 20 gauge is that uh, sometimes he forgets what setting it's on
3: <laughs> and it comes in a special handling when you're going to shoot a deer
0: i killed and my deer with it i didn't mean to bring that gun actually
3: that day. <laughs> yeah. when you shoot it in the dick it works real good <laughs> with the 22
4: but when he's aiming at something small and he thinks it's on the, the 22 setting and you can tell when he's not expecting it, because that 20 gauge will go off, <laughs> and that limp-ass shoulder will <laughs> turn back, and it's way It louder. doesn't have a soft butt on it. No, sure. it doesn't. That's a nice gun, though.
0: It's got a little drawing of a fox on one side and a
3: grouse. It's, it's pretty.
1: Yeah. I never love shot some soft box. butts on my gun.
3: <laughs> some real soft, subtle butts. Subtle butts. <laughs> so- <laughs> They're real handy when you're shooting a lot off
2: at once. Some butts <laughs> that almost rhymed. <laughs> uh, Nate, you look like you're about to bring something up. Yeah,
4: yeah. So uh, last time we went up, uh, Alec brought a 45 revolver <laughs> handgun that would shoot 45 long Colt, and. Um, we decided to get tannerite, right? <laughs> yep. and uh, you set this thing out, and you shoot it, and it explodes.
2: So that was the whole plan. That's the purpose of this tannerite is to yeah. Buy so we, for that,
4: we take it out on the gun range. We set it in a log, and uh, me and CB were actually back <laughs> taking videos. It was dark too, wasn't it? It was well, it was dark, but uh, <laughs> you can't really use no it. lights, we had headlights on, <laughs> and everything else. And all you see is just it looks like a goddamn uh Normandy Beach invasion between <laughs> Alec and Brett shooting at this tannerite on this log. <laughs> just blasting the hell out of it. This thing never went
0: off. We find out later you need a high powered rifle to set off the tannerite.
3: <laughs> yeah, not forty-five handguns. But you know it was fun. We're oh, shooting yeah. an oxygen tank with the two seventy. <laughs> That was borderline. Pretty dangerous. (laughs) Alec didn't tell us when he was gonna shoot. Well Well, no. It's better off a surprise for everybody.
1: (laughs) Ripped the
0: oxygen tank in half and threw it about a half mile, I think. Couldn't find it. (laughs) That was
4: probably
3: We came we went up there with six people and came back with five. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing we can't remember the
4: well, person. speaking of uh, the last time you came His up, that was Wes. I remember <laughs> when, uh, when uh, Wes you came up, we had those two other guys that were part of the Hunt Club temporarily. They didn't last much longer. <laughs> yeah, and uh was like, "Oh yeah,
2: they, they were," and we were like avoiding them <laughs> the whole time. Like both groups yeah, were like trying not to.
4: Well, I, I I think they were trying to include us because. The story that I have, um, there was that uh, gem sauce, and some guy he was with, and they'd shot two dough or whatever, and uh, they were sitting over at the table, it was nighttime, and we were playing cards at the kitchen table, they were sitting at the other one, and they were playing like, uh, I don't know, Clue, oh, uh, the priesthood edition, I don't know, <laughs> like it was Father Johnson in the confession booth with the Astro glide, <laughs> you know. And they were like Hey uh Alex, you're just sitting there, we need another player you want to join and you just you looked at him for a minute, you're like, uh Yeah, I think I'm just gonna <laughs> hang out with these guys. <laughs> I needed that I don't uh, I don't
2: remember that. <laughs> you don't remember that? No, uh I, I kinda remember those guys, but um but I mean that was nice of them to do that and if they're listening now, I didn't mean anything by it. I just well, you know, we wanted don't to sit and chill. Fuck if
3: they're listening right now, I'll tell you that.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Did I say something to the effect of like, like, uh, sorry, I gotta, I gotta sit on the couch right now or something like that? Or,
4: no, yeah. you were literally just sitting at the table watching this play, doing mm-hmm. nothing. They're oh. <laughs> <laughs> <So laughs> like, needing... Alex, you want to join in? You're like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I probably just didn't feel like learning the, the game because it was like there's always that awkward time. If you're the only guy who doesn't know how to play, you know, and it's funny because you guys have taught me how to play Euchre like 12 times. <laughs> and uh, But there's always that, that first couple rounds where you're the baby and you got to keep getting told oh, no, you got to play the card this way. You can't do this. And I probably was just like, I don't feel like fucking going through that right now. These
3: guys, it probably wasn't worth
2: learning the person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next uh, question, uh, what's your favorite kill that you've had? What's the favorite animal that you've gotten up there specifically? Probably we'll, my <clears throat> we'll start grouse.
3: With
0: yeah, they're probably harder to kill than a deer. Why is that? <clears throat> Usually by the time you hear it, it's gone. Do you ever have one flushed by you? No. You're walking up there? No. They scare the hell out of you. They make a loud noise when they fly away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, you got to shoot it while it's flying. A lot of people hunt with dogs for To growls. do the flushing,
2: so, yeah. Well, what happened? I mean, tell us the, give us the account.
0: <clears throat> I think Alec was on the shitter. <laughs> and uh, I think it was the last day, uh, yeah, we were walking down, a, I was walking down a two-track and I shot it like I do a lot. Normally I miss, but uh,
2: yeah, that was it. So you just saw it, you shot, it, and you <laughs> happened to hit it. <laughs> so there was no... it
0: was no. Like at that point, I shot at about a hundred. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> first times the charm. Now I'm on. Uh, I've only gotten two grouse. They're tough. <laughs> but
2: did you? Did you eat it? Do you
0: eat the grouse? Oh yeah. Oh, they're. It's delicious. like chicken, more lean, and their diet's like nuts, acorns, so pretty tasty <laughs> actually and then that next year Alec got his first one at the club I think <laughs> on the ground it wasn't flying or anything
2: Hutch what, what, yeah what's yours what's your favorite Killed.
3: Um, mine um, was my deer which um, which was a total joke on my end
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was <laughs> I was no joke I was sitting in this guy's um, blind, who had passed away about the year before, and got out there late in the morning, sat out for probably about 40 minutes, lit a cigarette, <laughs> smoked my cigarette, and then could hear deer coming up on me. So then I was still putting out that lit cigarette, Odor coverage. Yeah, right down into, like, my boot. Then I saw a big eight-point, raised my rifle, went to shoot it, and it went click because I still had the safety on. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't even that. I didn't even have a load in the chamber. So then I re-racked. I'm pissing my pants during this whole thing, re-racked. I was able to shoot my deer. <laughs> so I guess that about 12 years of waiting for a deer... <laughs> Why were
4: you out okay? Why did you go out so late that morning?
3: Um I can't remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't because of anything crazy. It wasn't like that we had went out to the great Italian restaurant that was down the road from us about 30 miles or that um That's all I said. this always has some fine meatballs. They do have great spaghetti <laughs> with big 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 meatballs. But. <laughs> you, you had a couple deer there's walking some sort around of, you. That
2: there's, a, there's a whole other I, layer of conversation going on there that I'm not. I think you had a couple bucks walking
1: around. Ra- I did. Yeah,
3: during that whole period, there was. there's It was weird because I've hunted up there for a, a lot of years and never saw any deer. Or if I did, it was only does or like maybe a buck way off in the distance. But that one hung around long enough for me to fix my fuck up and...
2: And that's the one that uh, is in your basement now, right? Is that the head in your basement? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And when was that? How long ago? Um, 2015?
3: 2014? About five years ago. Okay. Nate, what's your favorite? 2014.
0: Nate hasn't killed
4: anything. Yeah, either. I'm not sure I ever shot anything <laughs> up there, to be honest with you.
3: Yeah, but you shot
4: other stuff. Yeah. I mean... Mine probably be up there with my first deer. that shot probably the year before Alex shot his. <laughs> and uh, just putting that out there. But, yeah, that was probably my favorite. Other than that, uh, I'd done a little bit of pheasant hunting, which was fun when I was younger. But uh, other than that, maybe... maybe a squirrel or two, but it'd probably be my first deer. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever actually shot anything other than, like, a porcupine. <laughs> Basically, a couple things, not edible.
3: If you want to hear about a porcupine story, Robert Lichai went out hunting with me when with me and my dad when we were, like, 13 years old, Albanian guy, and we're walking along, I'm on the left, Rob's in the you know, middle and my dad's on his right and all of a sudden we hear activity up in a tree and like it's it's right in front of us, like thirty foot away. And all of a sudden I see Robert take his gun up, you know, it was a semi automatic and he just goes bang, 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 bang. He like rifled out like nine shots. We we're squirrel hunting. All of a sudden this thing comes down, it's like, you know, a foot and a half long, nine inches, twelve inches wide, it's breaking branches the whole way down. He shot a raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Look at him go, what what the fuck are you doing? I "I thought that was a really big squirrel. Did
4: you guys cook that thing up? I thought it was a porcupine.
3: Uh, No, it was you're right, it was a porcupine, not a raccoon. Because Cause then, it, eat, they, cause man, then his they dad said, it. "Why don't you cook this up? Why didn't you keep it?"
2: <laughs> can you not? Porcupines not edible. <clears throat> no, you
3: no, people you eat can them. Eat
0: They're hard say, to thought,
2: skin. Yeah, you don't want to. You know, and imagine picking those things up is you got to be careful with that after you shoot it. I didn't pick it up. I didn't <laughs> shoot it. <laughs> Uh, so the final favorite, uh, question that I have here, um, is, uh, what's your favorite memory of up there? And maybe you've told the story already. If you have, then just, just let us know and we can, uh, pick another topic, but, uh, we'll skip you. But, um, just, you know, you guys have been going up there. It sounds like you went up there for a good solid, you know, half decade there, four or five years before you, you know, life started to, to creep back in, so to speak. Um. But it could be from when you were a kid, Hutch. You know, whenever. Just what is your favorite? What's the first thing that comes to mind in terms of uh, that that place when you when you uh, when you think of it? So we'll, we'll go. We'll start with Nate again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I have a couple that are close tied. I think uh, Brett would tell a better story of one of them about uh, when Alex stayed up way later than everybody else. <laughs> but uh, the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> particularly is uh one night we're up there and we decide we want to have a bonfire right there's no you have the wood stove inside but uh there's a bonfire pit outside if you want to cook you got to uh, start a fire in the barrel and get that going but it was like 18 inches of snow all we had was big logs everything was wet and uh me and brett are out there trying to get this fire going And I got the great idea. I'm going to use my chainsaw gas. I'm going to get this thing going. (laughs) And uh, I got a little bit careless. So I'm pouring gas in the fire, and then I decided I'm going to do this real fine trickle around it, get these logs going. Well, that fire traveled right up that stream of gas, caught the gas can on fire. Oh, shit. And so when it did that, I, like, jerked it back. So gas splashes all up my arm. That light's on fire. And so I drop the gas can. This story is everything you do wrong in this scenario. And uh, so my arm's on fire. The gas can's sitting there on the ground. It splashes gas all over. So it's on my foot now. And I'm like, well, this (laughs) gas can's going to explode. So I kick that thing into the fire. And when I kick the gas can... More gas splashes out, so it goes up my leg. It's on my arm, my leg, my foot's all on fire. Luckily, there's 18 inches of snow on the ground, so that puts it out real quick. Yeah. But I'll tell you, that gas can burned red hot for about 45 minutes at least, and we got that fire going. I mean, yeah. it, was an, it was an excellent fire after that. But I, we, being so cold out, you know, I got all those layers on it. It was fine. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, people always talk about it's like when you hear about uh, horrific accidents with gas and fire, it's like, well, why would you do that? It's like, man, I tell you, everything happens so fast and you're not even thinking and you're just reacting. And it just makes it so much worse.
2: I was going to say, I think I've seen that video on YouTube a couple times. <laughs> like, there's. That's you see that exact same thing where it's like the person's dumping the gas and then it f- trails up the gas and what do they do? They do exactly what you just described. You, they try to throw it and then their arm catches, so they're they're rolling around. Yeah, but it's I mean all's well that ends well. You know, you, yeah. you, you look well, fine now. So well, and
4: the tag on to the end of that story, we were standing around the fire, and Alec had these shithole jeans. they were all <laughs> just ripped to shit, and he's got like long johns underneath them. I mean, it's fucking cold. It's December up north. And at one point, he's had a couple uh, barley pops and he trips over the, one of the log benches and it rips his jeans right in the crotch. He's like I'm a picture still, I think. <laughs> he does it, and he's like, fuck this, these jeans and he rips the whole fucking leg off. <laughs> so we're just standing out there. i had been just caught on fire. We finally got a bonfire going. We're hammered as shit. Alex standing out there with... Jeans with basically a waistband and one leg. <laughs> I mean, we
3: were a sad sight. <laughs> Anyone that would have drove up there would have thought we were from Ohio for sure.
4: But as tragic as that sounds, I don't I don't know why, but that's a memory that that uh, sticks out. That sticks out for me.
2: Hutch, what about you, man? Um uh, mine's
3: as good as that one is mine's with my dad um just he's my dad's um god knows how old he is he's 60 some years old and he never got a deer he hunted up there since the mid 70s never got a deer and i was really lucky enough to be up there when he got his deer and that was super cool even though it was only a button buck, <laughs> what's a button buck? It's one horn. <laughs> but that was um, that was like the coolest thing I'd ever seen was to be able to be there with him when he got that. That was pretty sweet. I've never seen him pose so quickly in a picture in my life
4: <laughs> with a button buck <laughs> with a button buck. That was the year after you got your
3: giant A. The year A point. before. Yeah, oh, he was oh, he got it before <laughs> mine because then he they
4: cussed me out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet he wouldn't have posed so quick with that button bug. <laughs> 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 had it been after. Oh, he was he loved it.
3: It was How, how it did he was, get it, man? Like what was Um the... He was sitting in his blind, like the same spot he's had for ten years, even more. Probably like fifteen. And He's had other, like, big deer come in, and this one wasn't as big as probably other ones they've had come in. But, um, you know, he took a shot at it and got it, and it was a time period where, I mean, man, like, I grew up going up there where I'd sit out for three, four, five days and not see one deer. I mean, it's not not one of these places where you go and think that you're going to see, you know—
4: that's, that's, uh, the population 50, started 60, booming. Sixty, seventy
3: deer, not like what it was, you know, forty years ago. But it's gone up over time now because they've stopped baiting now, and you've had more people put in, you know, fruit trees and you know, food piles. And-
2: so it's 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 I, as somebody who's not really. I've, I've quote unquote hunted before, but I've described what hunting was for me, you know, earlier in the podcast, and it's, it's not real hunting, you know, but, cause like, it sounds like most of it, I keep expecting like these epic stories, but it's basically like, well, he waited and then he saw one and then he shot it. I mean, man, <laughs> you know, the... this
3: guy went out there and he hunted for 40 fucking years and yeah. never got a deer. And I'm not saying that he didn't have one or two shots, but it's not like he had a shot every, every year or, You know, like I had a chance at a huge, biggest deer I've ever seen in my life, bigger than the deer that I got this past year, Mm -hmm. and I missed it. I mean, I flat out just missed it. Whether it was me, whether it was scope, whatever, I missed it. I mean, this guy, man, hunted for 40 years. Yeah. 40. That's insane.
4: There's a lot of things. You never got a
3: deer, and then you get
4: one. Yeah. I mean, it's spectacular. It is.
3: I don't care what size. It could be... It could be an eighty pound raccoon. Eighty pound <laughs> raccoon's a pretty damn big raccoon. But
4: there's a lot of things you can do, you know, to uh, enhance your chances at a deer, but uh, especially when you're when you're you're limited. There's there's an element of just being out there and sitting right. out there and suffering through the cold or the elements or whatever it is, and time and time again it's like you just come up short. There's nothing. You know, or maybe the first day you pass something that, uh, by the last yeah. day you're like, man, I wish I would have taken it. And you, you go through that every year for as long as you know somebody like his dad did, and when uh, finally you you pull the trigger on something, uh, and it's not it's not just the kill. You know that's not that's not why why hunters are out there doing it. You know it's just you you put in that time. You put in that effort and you get to bring home the meat and and for weeks or months after you get to just kind of reap the benefits of something like that. And that's what really, you know, what really brings it home for you.
2: Brett, what's your favorite memory?
0: I don't think I've had a bad <clears throat> memory up there. Uh, one of the most unique ones. <clears throat> I was up with Alec and they all stayed in cooking i was gonna hunt a little more uh it was getting dark and it started raining and i totally was lost on the 400 acres i walked in circles uh yeah it was about an hour i was lost i finally found the two track and made it back
2: but it humbled me a lot that getting lost was that's the (laughs) that, that's
1: <laughs> It'll freak you out,
0: yeah, yeah. especially that, before dark. Big. It was raining. Yeah. I was alone. Didn't have a compass. I <laughs> yeah.
4: tell you what, yeah,
3: that's no joke.
4: A couple of years ago, you you want to really find a lot out about yourself. Go out somewhere where you're unfamiliar with the territory,
3: and don't take a compass.
4: <laughs> End up <laughs> or take a compass. I mean, right. either way. Well, either way, unfamiliar territory, and it starts getting dark, and you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody else around. And it's pretty much on you at that point to figure out how you're going to get back. And I'll tell you, it sounds simple. But when you're out there and that happens to you, like you really – call it the lizard brain if you want. But it's like uh, you find out a lot about yourself, you Uh know, when you're just kind of like – it becomes – more of a life death situation than than most things you're ever encountered with in a day to
2: day life. Because you start thinking like, how long? Okay, if I don't make it back, say it starts getting dark, then what? You know, do I stay here and try again in the morning? Like, I'm not gonna make it through the night. It's pretty fucking cold out. You know, yeah. So, and is that and that,
0: that 400 acres is surrounded by hundreds of acres also. Yeah. <laughs> And I've heard stories of guys getting lost, wandering on other people's property,
2: and and you don't
0: know yeah, who the other I freaked people out. are. But you just had to calm down and kind of retrace your steps.
2: But that's that that would be the I was going to say that is probably the thing that would creep mm-hmm. into my mind whenever I think about that is because it's it's sort of like I will not I will take steps to not do that again sort mm-hmm. of thing, right? Like you said, it humbled you.
4: Well, and it's simple, <clears> right? Once once you gain control of your mind, you're like, okay, here's what I need to do. I need to get to high ground. It gives me the best vantage point. Uh, I know this and this. But all that comes after the initial uh, just panic (laughs) that runs through your head. Like the adrenaline's going. Once I walked back on the same spot
0: found my tracks again.
4: (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're good after that.
3: And I
0: went back to the cabin. I didn't tell anyone. And there was... A cabin full of
4: all the vets there.
0: (laughs) That was probably the best steak I had.
4: (laughs) There's always good food. And and Brett can even tone to this. I mean, even just camping by yourself. You know where you're at, but you're maybe in a rustic spot. There's nobody around, and you're just camping by yourself. Nobody around you. You don't hear anything. It definitely puts a different element on it uh, than with your – even one other person. It doesn't matter. I think a lot of people don't ever experience that. Am I wrong? I mean,
2: some people, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I've never done it alone. I've never been up. I, I'm always with uh, my dad's side of the family when I go up to northern Wisconsin. <laughs> I've never. Uh, I'm trying to think of like even like a similar like there you go Nate I like I've never really experienced that. I know uh, Elliot has my young, youngest brother. Uh, yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> uh, but I, there you go. Like, there's somebody. Somebody in this room who hasn't had that, so it's it is definitely, um, and and I and I spend time up up in, in nature and all that. So there is people that don't even do that. I remember when I was working in Kensington, they would talk about people coming in from the city, and some people don't even get you know the 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 nature, uh, you know, the experience of nature or anything close to nature on a regular basis because it's just all cement, you know.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so so yeah. Uh, so, Brett. Now Hutch's Hutch just took a a bathroom break, but uh, Nate mentioned a story where he stayed up late too long or too, and he said we got you got a lot of good Alec stories good. there. <laughs> so why don't you tell us that story?
0: One night we went to bed. Me and Nate were tired by about two, but Alec gets going pretty hard. That's when he starts waking up.
4: It's a second wind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we went to bed and we. We heard the well going pretty hard. Alec decided to uh, stick his head under the well. It was about 20 degrees out to wake himself up. Luckily, he made it inside (laughs) before he passed out. Well. That's about it. Nate's better at telling stories. Well,
4: (laughs) so it was one of those things where uh, we're laying in bed. You hear the ground pump going. It's totally silent there. Yeah. So, you know, we're laying in our bunks. We we know Alex up, and we hear him wandering around downstairs. The door opens. You hear the ground pump going. We're like, God knows what he's doing out there. (laughs) Next thing you know, he's like towards the back of the shooting range, and he's firing his (laughs) 20-gauge (laughs) off. I forgot about that, Yeah, yeah. And he's like howling at, I don't know, coyotes or something. So the best part of it is you know, we wake up in the morning, he's face down on the couch with his 20 gauge on the floor. This and, isn't a good uh, podcast to listen to if you're <laughs> for gun. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And the best part is you go out the next morning and you just kind of follow his tracks. <laughs> they went all over, all over the place. <laughs> and they went out like by the pond, and apparently he just stood there and smoked a couple c- cigarettes. You can kind of retrace what Alec did last night to kind of put in uh, focus uh, all the sounds you heard
2: the night before. Yeah, yeah. Here's where he was doing this. But that was so that was the title of that story could be Alec's Second Wind.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And the guy, he he went to sleep later, and he's like the kind of guy that'll wake up. He'll be the first person to wake up. (laughs) And he'll just be. Heading outside with his chainsaw and a porno mag. <laughs> I don't
3: know who you're speaking of right
4: now. But... <laughs> oh, you gotta I tell know, him about the
0: uh, porno mag collection there. Mm, the oh bar. yeah, yeah. Back to the 60s. you remember that, don't you? Uh,
2: no, <laughs> I don't.
0: You don't remember the box there?
2: I I I'm, I think I'm getting it mixed up with the uh, because there was a ba- a basement that I practiced in with a band that had a porno mag stashed up in the ceiling. It wasn't in the ceiling, was it? No, it was no.
0: Uh, close I to the mean, ceiling. It was up on a. It
2: was on top of shelf. the shelf.
4: There's a couple of boxes with some. Uh... Where
2: in the <laughs> cabin was it? Was it over by where the table was? By the steps, like, yeah. The ste- yeah, by the steps there. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yep. And they go all the way. They go from like, uh, I don't know, early 2000s, late 90s, all the way back to what, late 60s? They're cool to look through. Just the old <laughs> Basically, ads. once
2: the internet took over and nobody needed them anymore, right? A
4: lot
0: of bush, <laughs> mainly bush. Yeah. <you>
4: know. <laughs> Yeah, there's the favorite article that we like. We read the articles mostly yeah. <laughs> about the girl that was like deaf. She was like deaf and dumb or something. <laughs> she, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. They wrote some. Uh,
1: the, G- the articles, articles were back in excellent
4: back in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, they that was not, like part of the fly. draw of them.
2: That was the Playboy interview, was just as prestigious. I mean, that might be the wrong word, but you know. It I was like a, procedures. That's a good word. Yeah, I mean cuz people they they did some good interviews with people back then. It was it was uh, I'm trying to think of a specific one. I I but yeah. I mean I feel like even politicians would get interviewed for Playboy back then. It was Yeah, like,
4: and it wasn't just like girls that lived in the Playboy mansion and took the gloves up for foot It was like some girl that just lived a shitty life and like danced <laughs> on stage and I don't know, gave foot jobs and shit. I don't I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> No, oh, I remember. Oh, <laughs> breath uh, right now.
3: Foot jobs. The
0: same got one. him
1: perked up. She was a perked dancer, and she let uh,
0: anyone go down on her for a dollar. That was. Yeah, that's what it was <laughs> in was the article. The <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord. That was I'm not sure that that yeah. was.
3: Um, that wasn't Playboy though. I think that was. Like, I don't
0: think there's a Playboy up there. They're all hustlers. No,
3: there's there's a lot of Playboys. I think uh, that we kind of found the. Oh, we had the a good part ones. in disseminating the Hustlers and Penthouse and <laughs> Footjob Incorporated.
2: You know what's crazy is like that story is like you read that in a magazine back then when that came out and it would be like, what the – that's like the crazy They'd be craziest- shutting the magazine down. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the craziest thing you've ever read, right? Now you read like something like that on the internet and you're like – you just click right through. You're just like, oh, that's, that's what I read foot for jobs. today. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's probably not even the craziest thing you'd read that day. <laughs> right. People ate her out for a dollar. It's like, well,
4: should have charged more for that. Dollar
0: was a lot back in the 60s. Was like
3: Especially finding a foot job in the
4: woods. <laughs> Speaking of the woods, yeah. I'll tell you, there's an element of you every time you're up there. From the stories we hear, you never know when uh, a good, fine, Local girl's going to knock on the cabin door.
3: That's true. Does that happen? Oh, yeah, 100%. So there was, um, so there's this fine Italian restaurant that we've been talking about with great meatballs and noodles and red wine. Fish.
0: Got a lot of fish. Plenty
3: of real stanky <laughs> fish, though.
0: It's the only strip club there. Uh, <laughs> within within about, a couple hundred miles, probably.
3: Uh, maybe about 50. Yeah. It's just the only one that's known ah, about. It's called Masalies. Just, <laughs> I actually went there on my twenty-first birthday. Yeah, about everybody fucking knows about the place. Okay. <laughs> do they?
2: Do they actually sell? Uh, do they have Italian food, or is it? Is that no. just uh, something?
3: If, if you like pussy they sell real good pussy in the uh, trailer saw back. So if you like some fine, I was like, real good Italian so <laughs> <clears throat> then it's all for your taking. Let's
4: say in a wine sauce, <laughs> yeah,
3: plenty of red wine, probably. Good luck to you. <laughs> but there's, there was okay. So these guys that were up there, like the, you know, if you can't tell when we're up there, it's a completely different environment as far as politically correct or not. So there's a little group out of the cottage that's or the cabin that is. Uh, very Christian, and they may joke a little bit. Gem sauce. Not even them. Oh, oh no, it's even more so. These are old timers. Oh. Can't even really joke about them in a way. But these guys, he was up there, um, this gentleman, with his, like, like grandson or something. These two strippers end up knocking on the cabin door at, like, midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning saying, Hey, is so-and-so here? Well, they didn't know who the hell they were, but I think he said no. He told us they said no, but who knows? Maybe maybe his grandson had a really good 13th birthday.
2: How the hell did the strippers get there, though? they drive there? I mean, they must have had a pickup. Someone somewhere.
3: must have taken them back. Yeah. it <laughs> must have been dine-in at the Italian restaurant, carry-out.
2: Dude, a stripper comes and finds you. There man, were probably
3: plenty him. of meatballs or red sauce. What
4: stripper turns down that two track? It was <laughs> like, you know, it's just another half mile. There's a two big track the Italian ones.
3: sausage at the end of it, baby. <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's that story you always told about the guy that saw the uh, it was like a convertible? No, like that's
3: a, that's basically what okay. So there's another one where. This guy, actually, like the same guy, honest to God, <laughs> the same dude.
0: <laughs> he had to have. Uh, same shot of the clerk, okay? I <laughs> he said some fine Italian
3: dining. Point. He's hunting out on, like, the far west end near where the river's at, right? Um, Speaking here. Near where the river's at. And so he's, like, walking back from his hunting blind. It's like opening day, like, 30 years ago when you had tons of people going up there for opening day. And they come back, he's walking back out and he's just a convertible with two women in it. I mean, there are two hookers that were looking for deer hunters. So when guys talk about how good the 60s and 70s were and try to compare it to our generation, say that's even close, I'd like to tell them to fuck off because I've never seen a hooker coming through the woods in a convertible asking if I want a blowjob or not. Okay.
4: Which the answer would
3: be probably. <laughs> so I think that the dead guy's blind that I got my deer out of or my dad got guy's deer out of, that we were owed that double a couple. Okay.
4: <laughs> I'll tell you, when you're staring at a cedar swamp for hours on end, for days a on end. And you convertible
3: with tits rolling by. <laughs> fuck off.
4: <laughs> You'll do just about anything.
2: And it's winter. Or like November.
1: Like November fifteenth.
2: Yeah. I mean
4: And the top down. Top down convertible, convertible. Which means the nipples were just rock hard. Probably
3: <laughs> just jamming <laughs> Bruce. They were steering Bruce with born <laughs> in the USA, baby. <laughs> I wish I was born in the USA in nineteen seventy or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Uh, if I come in from deer hunting and I'm seeing a convertible walking by, walking by, <laughs> if I see a convertible
2: walking by, <laughs> I'm really fucked up. But
0: <laughs> oh, you should tell the uh, bog by. monster.
2: Yeah, actually, that was something I did want to ask before we wrap up. Is is are there any legends of like a when to go or anything crazy? You well, know, so robotics? you got to go
3: in the fall. You got to go hunting in the fall, despite of what anybody's birthday is or not saying that for Rob, if his daughter is born at the end of December. (laughs) So that way we got another chance to go up there. But um, the bog monster story was something that happened up there where there were timber loggers. If there weren't other type of loggers, they logged timber. (laughs) 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 And then oil dredgers. And there was a big monster that fucked them all up, and it called the Bog Monster.
0: Didn't one of the oil people went missing, and then one of the loggers went missing?
3: So it was like this whole period where for whatever, a couple years, they were dredging and logging the property, and there was one night a logger would go missing. The next night a miner would go missing and go back and forth where there were big footprints in between um, both the camps that would then end up leading to the bog. And so then there was one night where there was like five of them each that went missing and they all went back to the bog and no one could find bodies. And that's the legend of the bog monster.
2: What year was that when all that happened? Uh,
3: 1970, 60, 85. <laughs>
0: Somewhere in there. Right <laughs> between... before the cabin was established.
3: Right, in the 60s. Okay. So it was probably like the 40s, 50s, 30s, and 20s. I'm glad I didn't know that. 85 or something. I was up there. 100s, 90s, or whatever.
4: Well, that's not even the scariest story, because the bog monster, here, you know, that's just a story Alec would tell when we were all in our bunks, you know, jerking into the Playboys we were reading.
2: <laughs> Thinking about the convertible. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: convertible.
4: But then there was the story of... uh was it Big H? Who was it that went out in their pickup and their <gasps> oh, seats yeah, there's got all up fucked too. up? So, um,
3: so there is actually like some for real shit that goes on out there. So um, Bill Barlow is naming the guy that his dad owned all the property, and they um, his dad passed at a young age, so they subdivided it and they gave it to a gentleman who ran the same machine shop that. Bill's dad worked at, and they branched into a hunt club, which is how it came to be what it is now. Okay, so this was back in the 50s, 40s or 50s, or late 40s, early 50s, honestly. <laughs> so Big H, Al Hoffman, was named the guy that that followed all this through for you know, 50 years, 60 years. And he was known as like a practical jokester where, I mean, he would like run through the fields with like something on his head to look like a deer to like scare some of the younger kids. Like he was that big of a trip. Okay. So after he passed away, this was like, I don't know, five, eight years ago. Bill, which is the son of really the true owner, not Big H, but the true owner, went out to his blind and went out, same place blind was for years, (laughs) went out and hunted, you know, closed up his car, came back, the seats were all the way laid back,
2: the windows were down. And nobody was fucking out there it's in the middle of no nowhere. No one else
3: was there. No one else was there. It was like like a weekday in October. It was like a Wednesday night in October, middle of October, and, and there'd he, be no one else out there.
2: And and that's something that Big H would have done, Yeah, 'cause because he joke. was a shithead.
3: And, yeah, because I mean, because <laughs> in a good way, like because he was he do he was a practical jokester. Also, uh-huh. well, this happened again, like another week after. Where he went out, you know, seats were down in the car, like, completely laid back, reclined. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. No one would do that. And this is, like, brand new stuff. I mean, Bill works for GM. He's high up in GM where he gets a
2: car. And who the fuck, even if somebody and was out like, there, who, who how did they get into the car,
3: right? It was locked. Yeah. It was locked, honest to God. Like, because the next time we went out there, he locked it.
2: Yeah, because the first time is one thing. It's like, okay, maybe right. there's something might have happened. But the second time is – and it's there's a big gap of time. There's a week in between them. That's fucking – So it really yeah. is
3: wacky what can happen out there in the woods,
4: and it doesn't matter if you're up there or something.
2: And I got else,
1: lost but... out there. Right.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You, you hear stories like that, and then there's like it's a true. there's like a walkway, right, that separates two big sections of the property. Yeah. And that walkway goes right through a dark, eerie – cedar swamp yeah and you, you start walking down the, 50 thing into the thing and it's dead quiet <laughs> nothing stirring nothing moving and all you start thinking about is stories like
2: <laughs> like that you're like That's oh true. fuck fucking seats are gonna get reclined <laughs> but i remember the first time the very first time i went out there alec which i remember now was march 2006 that was the mm-hmm. year um I went out there, and the very first thing we did when we got there, because your dad was with us, your uncle was with us at that time, yeah, but me and you, oh God, and uh, this other kid named Michael that you guys graduated with, can't remember his last name, and- uh, Oh, Chapman. Yeah. Michael, Michael
3: Chapman went with us that one time. Yeah, yeah.
2: him, and then I there might have been somebody else, but we just uh, took a walk, and I think we walked through that swamp. That was where we went, because I remember we were all sharing a, a, a smoke, and- yeah. uh, and uh, it wasn't weed at that time. I didn't <laughs> – no. uh, not at that point. It was a, we probably it was a cold a cigar. cigar. Yeah, it was yeah. a cigar. That's what it probably was. Yeah, a cigar. cigar. And But I remember you. it was so fucking dark. I'm like, you guys do this all the time. So you didn't bring a light or nothing. It was just – you just walked right. by the moon. It right. Was, yeah. So.
3: That's what's cool, though, man, is like going out there. I mean, even though it's – I may mean, not get up there for, you know, even two times a year. I mean – you still kind of know what the paths are and everything else. It's it's cool. It's like home.
4: Yeah. I love it. Well, and on that note, um, Brett was telling me something the other day. I think we should bring it up um, about the uh, federal land. I think while we're sitting here, maybe we should bring it up. It's the new uh,
0: Bureau of Land Management, the guy they appointed – What's his name? Uh, William Penley. Okay. And he's all about selling off all the
3: federal land.
0: I don't know exactly how he got appointed. If someone stepped down. Well, so
3: is it good or bad? They selling it off. It's
0: not. He wants to.
3: He said the forefathers
0: wanted all of the, to sell all of the federal land. So
3: those goals, yeah.
0: I mean, for mining and. So is the, that doesn't include
3: you, what you guys are on, right? We're on is, well, we're on private. Is uh-huh. The the hunt property is on private, but you know what? We're on the edge of Osceola and Clare County, where we're on one county and the other's on the other side of the road is the other, and it's all state land on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, so it wouldn't affect
0: the state land, but they're selling state land right now. They sold land right next to the process. hunt club recently. So what yes.
2: happens if, if all that land gets sold off? Like what's the what are the well, connotations you're of that? Are they going to
4: They either develop you develop it or it's just private land. They put a fence up. Um, they put no trespassing. I've seen it up uh, by my wife's family's property. We were cruising down an old snowmobile trail on an RTV. And it was like right in the middle of the trails, like, boom, fence put up, private property. You're but done. You know what? You How does that
3: – so then – not to interrupt, but I am anyways. Um, so then when they sell that – whether it's state or feds, where's that money to go to? It just goes to bullshit and <clears> your taxes. Well, that's I an mean, excellent
4: question. Well
3: and, and it's not buying more federal land or state
4: land. One of the issues I had with um, you know, when Trump was trying to get elected in twenty sixteen, he said what he wanted to do was he wanted to basically take the federal land and delegate it to the states to manage. The problem is federal land is it it's very expensive to upkeep all that now you have hunters and anglers that pay basically the majority of the cost to keep that stuff up in the conservation plus you have private organizations which
3: in all honesty all that extra stuff is bullshit anyway i mean they they do <laughs> but
0: no there's a <clears throat> there's a tax on any ammo fishing stuff there's a tax
4: all that it, funds all of your tax, conservation. your licenses. That all goes towards conservation. The problem is, is, is the federal government has a obviously a substantially larger budget than states do, and so my worry was you delegate that out to the states, and even the state of Michigan. I mean, look at our roads. You know, yeah, they're hurting yeah. for money, One and they half. are not hesitant to start. So, look at any state land. They're parceling that shit off like it's nothing. You know, hand federal land to them, you know, for the same purpose. They're not going to want to empty that money in. Who's going to pay? Pay to keep it up the way it is now.
3: Exactly. We've seen how our roads have really improved since our new governor came in. (laughs) I'm not trying to take this all political, but I am a little bit. Like, give me a break. If you're going to preach off a platform, focus off of it and do something. I mean if you're going to say you're going to fix the roads, if you're going to say you're going to get rid of immigrants, if you're going to say that you're going to get build a wall, I, I, whatever. I don't give a shit what you're – if you're conservative, if okay. you're democrat. Okay.
2: I don't care. You mean Follow get, get it done. It. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Well, dude, this has been but happening.
3: I mean, you want to. If you, that's any, the thing is why everybody, our age generation is the way
2: that they are. <laughs> well, it's been, like I said, it's not even just us. Like, you go back. I remember reading something like a speech that Benjamin Harrison was giving. He was president from 1888 to 1892. And. It's all the same shit. That it's it's yeah. poor people. We know you're getting screwed. You know we're gonna give this, gov- we're so gonna this government. We're gonna return this government back gonna to you.
3: Screw you as bad, but still be your leader. Yeah, well, well, my, my, yeah my, Blow me.
4: My, blow My whole blow bitch. My whole <laughs> my whole point is whether you're pro hunting or not. Most of what's going into conservation right now is. Um, hunters and anglers buying their licenses and their tags and everything like that, and uh, you know you have shithole organizations like PETA and stuff that 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 just lobby against hunting. Well, you know what? When you try to ban that stuff and take it away, you lose the funding. And guess what happens? They don't have the funding to conserve it anymore. Guess what they start doing? They start selling that off. So if you appreciate uh, that the the forests and the lands that are owned by us, yeah, public as lands. citizens, yeah. public lands. You really have to start getting involved because it's kind of going behind the scenes, and uh, people don't realize it. You know, we've been talking a lot about his property, which is which is private, but but it's beyond that. You know, we we do a lot of spend a lot of time on on public lands and everything like that, and it's it's important that that. You don't have to appreciate hunting and and fishing and stuff like that, but really look in those organizations because they're really on the forefront of trying to keep those public lands.
2: Well, it's it's uh, you know that's the thing that was why they were they were designated that way anyway. Like in the it happened in the Industrial Revolution when uh, I know Teddy Roosevelt had a lot to do with it. I don't know if yeah. he was the only one. Right. I assume he was, and I don't think he was the first one either. But he. A major, major uh, chunk of the credit goes to him because he was the one who looked around and said, if we let private industry tear the shit out of this country, we're going to lose some – this stuff is valuable the way it is. Like that's how we got Yellowstone. That's how we got a lot of this stuff out west. That was because he loved it out there when he was – a. he spent his time as a cowboy out there. And he was like, there has to be some land that corporations can't get their hands on that can just be – a.'" enjoyed by by citizens for what it is and it has to be preserved
3: and you know what they're stupid to not because teddy roosevelt knew him back then that there were going to be chunks of land that they were going to be benefit be able to benefit off of as a government whether it be oil or other minerals or whatever
2: that too yeah which
3: why would you not look at like that as a leader you should be Mm -hmm. and the citizen should be at the same time And to not protect that as a public hold—that's
2: the thing. That's the whole. I mean, again, not to get too political, but like for me, that's the whole problem with no matter where you're at right now on the political spectrum. Our society, there is something
3: hunting or non-hunting. No,
2: not even that. Like it's just it's it's a. a, There are some things that you you can't buy the public square. That there has to be neutral ground for both sides, where both sides can come together. Because if all of a sudden one side owns everything. Then there's no there's no neutral ground anymore, and and how the hell there's always going to be a bias, and nothing's going to be considered honest, and there's always going to be somebody going, well, you fucking oh, own that's this, so, so you you have the advantage. It's based off
3: of our vote at the same time. It's but how do
2: you... it's it, there's there's no way we're going to be able to, to solve that problem in, in the next five minutes, but uh, but it is it's interesting that you bring it up, Nate, because. Like you said, you guys, I mean, this is privately owned land, but it's it's owned so you guys can go up there and enjoy it. It's not You're right. not tearing the shit out of it. You're not mining it or logging it or anything, which, admittedly, we do need those industries. I said, you know, right. both of my grandparents, right. and there are regulations as to how you can do that, and there well, should be. Well, they were used as that but,
3: before, too. Yeah.
2: But at the same time, it's like there needs to be certain things designated. You know, you need to – and like you said, Nate, if you want – it to stay the way it is. If you want to have the forests there and be able to drive through, you know the drive that I had up to northern Michigan on Friday when I went up there, it's absolutely gorgeous. You don't even if you took pictures of that. A lot of people who've never been up there would be like, "That's not Michigan. That can't right. be Michigan. It's too chilly. Right. It's too pristine." You know, it's absolutely gorgeous up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it's worth keeping around the way it is, and, and it always has been. So,
0: and a lot Michigan has some of the most. National forest land, I think, out of most states.
2: Because of the UP, right? Like, the UP, UP is there's mostly... A,
0: there's hundreds of thousands of acres in the lower peninsula, too. The right, Yon yeah, national the top forest, half. Mm-hmm. The UP is mainly national forest. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's
3: federal.
2: Yeah. Yep. Which is scary. Which is what they're talking about.
3: Which is what's so scary.
2: Well, you can't sell... There have to be some things, our society... There have to be some things that are not for sale. That's the thing. I don't. Again, I don't care. Nate and I were talking, you know... Uh, about politics before we went on the air, I mentioned, and uh, I, I'm a pretty—I have some pretty extreme liberal views, but then I also have some some conservative stuff. That when I talk to my liberal friends, they're like, they're like, they just don't want to hear it, you know. Um, That's why we so, love you. Well, <laughs> so uh, I can see both sides, but the one thing that I say for both sides is that uh, there have to be some things that are not for sale. The public square is is one of them. Um, and then you can debate other things, um, but uh, but I, so I, and that's what I like about you guys because a lot of Republicans are just like, well, business if it, if the market dictates it, then it's fair. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Sorry, right. the market is definitely useful and should be allowed to work the way it needs to. But there are certain things that you have to to put a to put a limit on. Otherwise, you're not going right. to nobody gets anything. It's not going to work. So. That's that's the end of my. Thank you for coming to my TED talk, um, and and guys, uh, we're actually at the top of the second hour now. We did two hours, uh, just about. So so, um, congratulations. Damn. This is the longest <laughs> the longest American winer ever, um, and uh, this actually works perfectly because I wasn't going to be here next week, so I got my full. Perfect. It's like there were four shows this this month. So congratulations so, where's for being our a, compensation.
3: <laughs> you're drinking it. <laughs>
2: uh that works yeah (laughs) so uh but thanks for coming guys this has been a great chat and uh and you guys are you guys were a blast the first time you came on and 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 we'll we'll do it again it would be it'd be good to have you guys on again We
4: love. yeah maybe we should dive more into the politics stuff because i got plenty
2: yeah yeah maybe we should (laughs) why Why not i I love talking one of the reasons again that i like i have like Reasonable. I, I was saying this the last time. Hutch, Hutch and, and you and I, uh, Nate, were hanging out when I came over to Hutch's new house for the first time. I said I would love nothing more than to vote for a sane Republican who does who. All they have to believe is just like I think that the, the capitalism is a good tool when it's used properly, and here's where the limits need to be. And then and then that's it. It really is a pretty fucking simple thing. But because they're all bought out, because they all get bribed just by their donors. Who want to right. just do whatever the fuck it is that keeps them in their position? Nikki, well,
4: Nikki Haley. it's our
1: best Nikki. bet. <laughs> I think
3: here's the next good subject. Let's just burn Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always good with that.
2: On that note, uh, that's a good place to end it, Hutch. Uh, we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. Um, I like, I already kind of said I'm gonna be gone next week. Week after that, I got a dentist coming on. She's my dentist. She's uh, the wife of a. Uh, a uh, person who's already been on uh the podcast so we're going to talk about uh dentistry uh on uh, the 21st when i get back so everybody
1: Oh-ho.
2: check that out uh guys thanks again for coming on talk to you talk to you
1: again and uh this has been american Winer on podcastdetroit.com thank you thanks <clears throat>